Hello and welcome to this episode of the Retail Is Podcast. I'm Joey Morgan. Unfortunately, Kylie wasn't is not able to join us today, but uh, we're going to get through it uh, with me and uh, we should be just fine. Today we have Phil Smith, the owner of Brick Anchor Brewhouse. Uh, Phil, thank you for being on the show. Well, my pleasure. Thank you for having yeah, me. What, are you, what was that? I said thank you for having me. Yeah, good, good. So why don't we? Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit first about uh, Brick Anchor Brew House? Well, the Brick Anchor Brew House is downtown Norfolk, right on Granby Street, and uh, it's a very old building, a historic building. I have two and a half floors, and um, we serve good American food and great craft beer. We have sixty beers on tap. And uh, we, we just really love being part of the community here in Norfolk. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've been to your restaurant uh, quite a few times, uh, especially before I was the Retail Alliance. I like the uh, inside. It's got almost like a nautical steampunk kind of thing going on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, really, that was because of the, among other things, the, the city of Norfolk. You know, when we started thinking about what we wanted the Brick Anchor Brew House to look like, you know, we started to think about, well, it's a port city. So you got um, a lot of ships, you got submarines, you have little Fred cars running around, you got the tide. Um, and there were pictures that we found with, uh, for instance, a Zeppelin from, I believe, 1922 flying over this building and then unfortunately subsequently crash. Um, <laughs> so uh, there, were, there were pictures of rail tracks running right down Granby with uh, our building in the background. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to incorporate that kind of like uh, transportation theme, but in a little bit more steampunkish way to make it a little bit different from what you normally find. Yeah, that's very cool. So what made you uh, first off want to open up a restaurant? Uh, well, first, my wife said I had to get out of the house. Uh, I'm a retired military uh, army officer. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> we were we were up in Syracuse, New York, where it tends to be a little bit cold. And yeah, I was just looking for other things to do. We always love this area down in Hampton Roads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she suggested, you know, you love beer. We spent eight years in Germany. So why don't you do something with beer. I said, you know, that's not a bad idea. So uh, we came down and looked for space. And even though Norfolk, honestly, wasn't my first choice initially, uh, I fell in love with this building. I fell in love with downtown Norfolk. And we decided to uh, open the business here. Nice. So uh, not a hobby, spent a lot of time here, yeah. but it's uh, a passion that I enjoy. Very cool. Yeah, so you obviously like downtown Norfolk. You've been there for a while. Uh, don't you? You're doing some partnership stuff with uh, the community on there, right? Yeah, we. You know, I think that unless a business is tied into its community, then you're really shortchanging the community and yourself. Um, I am involved in the downtown Norfolk Civic League, uh, and for a while, I was uh, helping with business membership because I, I think it's important for not only residents, but businesses to be involved. Uh, I, I wanted to start off a little different here. When we first opened or we were getting ready to open, 
I actually sent out on a, I think it's called Survey Monkey, mm -hmm. our menu, um, and sent about, uh, I think, a thousand postcards out to people who lived within a quarter mile of here and asked them to kind of rate and give us input on the menu that we were going to start with. Mm -hmm. And we got back about a um, 30 percent nice response rate which is amazing for yeah. a survey and it just again showed that the community wants to be a part of what we were doing mm -hmm. and you know we are here from them so we did take some recommendations and dropped a couple things and added some things and our menu has changed since then but the kind of the the philosophy still stands we're we're here for our community without them we can't stay open How's that, uh, how's that been going with the community? I mean, how, how many years have you been open now? Uh, we've been open a uh, little over four. Well, we opened in March of 2016. So we are coming up on five years. Five years. And, and how's the community involvement been? It's been terrific. There's, um, we have a lot of loyal supporters who live downtown. We um, are able, I think, to leverage that relationship and partnerships to help residents achieve maybe some um, help from other restaurants and bars that might not be as engaged or okay. viewed as a little bit problematic. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's easier for me to pick up the phone and because I'm, I am involved in things to, to get help for not only myself, but for some of the other members of the uh, downtown restaurant coalition, which I am the co-chair of. Yeah. So, you know, I, it really is important to be engaged with the city and, and with the community and to do what you can uh, mm -hmm. for them. Oh, definitely. Um, and how did that community involvement and that connection that you've built over the last, it would have been four years now, now coming on five, how did that help you during COVID? That's the big question well, we always are asking right now is how right. did COVID affect you and how are you doing with it? Yeah, uh, so we still have our kind of our loyal customers, mm -hmm. um, but it has honestly, I think, been a, a detriment because many of the people who are engaged, for instance, in the downtown Norfolk Civic League, even though the median age is getting less and less with younger people moving down, mm -hmm. um, it is still... I would say the demographic 40 and over in the majority of that particular civic league. Okay. And um, for whatever reason, but probably because of, you know, the older you get, the more susceptible it seems you are to COVID that the kind of attendance by residents has dropped off because I think of that fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, we still have those who come uh, kind of religiously and are very supportive. And then there's others who, in fact, have told me, Phil, I, you know, we just don't go out anymore because mm -hmm. of what's happening. Because either they, you know, are a little bit more elderly or they work with people who are. Gotcha. So, um, you know, it, it has hurt definitely. But I do see on uh, social media sites where somebody is asking about a great place for events or for beer, invariably there's gonna be somebody that kind of pipes up from the downtown residency and mm -hmm. suggests the Brick Anchor Brew House. So even though it's not necessarily as direct, it's uh, kind of the tangential help that I 
still receive from yeah. many people downtown. That's got to be great to have your own customers help you with advertising. Just that they like you that much, they're willing to just try to get people to go to you. Yeah, you know, and I, I've actually asked a couple of them to uh, maybe put a tattoo on their forehead. There you go. <laughs> and I would, uh, you know, give them maybe $30 a day in credit. There you go. <laughs> we're open. No one, for whatever reason, has taken me up. I think huh, it's, maybe, yeah, $35 or something. So if, yeah, if you want to do it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Too, so. <laughs> we'll have to think, I'll think about that one. <laughs> so, um, so how did uh, how did COVID affect you guys as far as, um, did you have to shut down? Did you unfortunately have to let anybody go? Um, how have you been handling that? Yeah, probably, you know, all of the above. Unfortunately, when um, the governor's restrictions took hold in, in March of last year, we were trying to ride out the storm, but no one knew how long the storm was going to last. And then they went down to basically no, no dining in or 10 people and then no dining in. So we had to close um, from, I think, March through June. And uh, fortunately, we were able to get a, a PPP loan or grant That's from the government, which allowed us to bring people back. Uh, but even with that still, for the most part, that PPP went to paying our, our payroll so I can get people to come back. And, you know, without a kind of a reciprocal increase in sales, you're just kind of pushing the can down the road. Yeah. So um, we, we have before when COVID began, let's say in January, I believe I had 29 uh, team members. And right now we're at 20 people and we have reduced hours. Um, we were closed Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I went back to having Tuesday open, but so we are closed on Mondays and we do close at 10 now because um, nobody is going to come in and buy a beer after, or excuse me, just come in to eat after 10 Yeah, because you can't sell alcoholic beverages past then. So our, our business year to year, uh, has gone down 58%, which oh, wow. is a, a huge chunk. Mm -hmm. And especially in December, which for us is a critical month because we do have great event space. Uh, we have a lot of holiday parties during December. Okay. Um, we were down 78%. Oh, so, wow. you know, those aren't statistics that are going to allow you to survive. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're just hoping that this turns around with vaccinations and that fairly quickly. Yes, definitely. All right. Um, did you come up with anything? Or did you learn anything from your experience um, with this first part of COVID? Um, did you guys uh, add anything new to Brick Anchor? Did, I assume you probably did the delivery or did you get involved with all that? Um, I am exploring it now. Um, honestly, I, we didn't have delivery before pretty much because in my opinion, um, I don't like the delivery services. Uh, you know, they kind of take a, a big chunk of any money that yeah. you might get. Yes, we've had a lot of so, about that. Yeah. And once, of course, it leaves your restaurant, you're still sort of responsible for that. You don't know what happens in between when they get it, uh, before they get it. Um, and, and thirdly, I really don't think much of our menu at that time was something that um, kind of lent itself to the, the delivery, you know, we have hamburgers and stuff like that, but 
for the most part, a lot of people will go to the more fast food kind of restaurants for, for yeah. their dining for their uh, driving. So uh, I am exploring it. I, I am getting a new system, uh, uh, POS system, it's called, to help me in that without having to go through Uber Eats or those sorts of things. Um, but, you know, we, we try to do what we can do from mm -hmm. pouch drinks to go to um, having as many specials uh, as possible to get people to come back mm -hmm. in. Uh, but, but it has been very, very hard. Um, I think from a business perspective, you know, restaurants, unless you're overwhelmingly successful, usually you're looking at maybe a three to 7% return on investment. And I think that this COVID has just shown the uh, fragility of a yes. business, of a hospitality business, and especially restaurants and how people may be um, not only um, afraid of the, the virus itself, um, but that there are other options that they can do, including cooking at home and things like that. So it kind of changes, I think, the mindset and maybe the future path of what restaurants need to be doing. Interesting. Do you, have you given any thought about uh, how that would affect you? The, the, the changes? Uh, yeah, I think um, as far as I do need to explore more delivery menus, maybe I have a simpler menu for things like that. Okay. Uh, and as I said, the new POS system may help us do that. And I've, I found actually a local company that for a much lower fee um, will basically for a monthly fee, they will deliver food for you. Oh, wow. And, uh, so that's that's very important, I think, to support local and, uh, you know, to be able to do it in a way that it makes sense as a win-win rather than, uh, well, I just got to get food out and I yeah. lose money by doing it. Um, and I do have, like I said, event space. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, you know, events are usually about 50% of my sales. Okay. And when people can come back out um, and when some overcome, you know, kind of that, that fear that's been installed rightly or wrongly, that will be okay from, from that perspective. It's, it's just, so right now we're kind of just a restaurant yeah. rather than a restaurant and an event space. So, um, Hopefully and our event space is a differentiator. So, you know, there's nothing we can do with COVID, unfortunately, yeah. with the restrictions. Okay. Well, all right, let's get into a bit more of um, some fun topics now that we got the, uh, the very serious stuff out of the way. Uh, you were military yeah. before, right? Yeah, yeah. What's the, uh, how's that been going from being in the military to now being your own boss and running your own business? How's that how was that transition for you? And how, how long actually was it that you were retired before you started this? Good. Um, let's see. So I served 22 years in the Army, and I retired in 2007. Uh, I did go into corporate America, uh, okay. but, you know, there's some higher level positions. So it wasn't, it was still, I'll just say a very professional workforce where, mm -hmm. you know, you had to dress for success and, and all of that. And um, honestly, coming into the hospitality business was a rude awakening for me 
in good ways and in kind of negative ways. Um, you know, there's that kind of stereotype out there that military people, especially officers, are very regimented and mm-hmm. very disciplinary. And, and some are. And in some ways, I have some of those. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also realize that, you know, you've got to know the person behind that name tag. And if you don't do that, it's not going to be uh, a great climate for your team members to work. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a good experience for you um, because usually the people um, who work in restaurants, at least my small experience with it, um, unfortunately, many, you know, paycheck to paycheck type of uh, uh, situations and perspectives. And so it's, it's not always as easy to get buy-in for maybe longer term things that you're trying to do simply because some of the workers, uh, unfortunately, their horizon is the next paycheck mm-hmm. rather than, hey, I don't really care about uh, maybe you opening up a brewery five years from now. Um, but, you know, that, that's been the biggest change, I think, that um, the work ethic is there, but it's, I think the loyalty is a little bit different. You know, from the Army, if you take care of your troops, so to speak, they're going to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, especially things like COVID, if they get uh, an offer for 50 cents more somewhere else, despite the climate that they enjoy and the fact that they're paycheck to paycheck, they just might leave you for that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's a little bit different on that on that end. But um, yeah, so it, it's much different. I, I probably put in as many hours uh, here as uh, I did in the military, yeah. unless, I, unless I was deployed. But it's it's also enjoyable. It's enjoyable to be on a, a different side, and I see it as I'm still kind of continuing my service. It's just a different group of uh, citizens that yeah. I, I'm serving. In this case, Hampton Roads. Nice. Did, were you ever stationed in Hampton Roads when you were in the military? Uh, I was twice. Um, I was at, well, I was in Fort Lee, Virginia, which is a little bit away from here, Petersburg. But my wife and I were stationed across at Fort Monroe, right on the other side of the, the bay or change. Yeah. And uh, that really was, that was back in the mid 90s. And the memory of kind of Hampton Roads, uh, although we lived on the, the New, in Newport News, the, the climate, the, um, the community, um, the, the military support, military presence was something that we, we always had in our mind to come back to once we were empty nesters. Mm-hmm. So that's really why, um, you know, I'm here in Norfolk rather than still up north is because, yeah. you know, that, that memory of what Hampton Roads had to offer us as, you know, private citizens, so to speak, but also as maybe business entrepreneurs so yeah we're you know we're happy we made that move here um i love my service i miss it on many days but i'm also glad that i'm retired too yeah <laughs> well, so what's your favorite part of um this new venture working in the restaurant uh my favorite part is when I, i'll give you an example um, okay. for me it's being able to interact not only with our team members but but especially guests. And I, 
I go by the philosophy, I call it the mama test. So I want, I want not only your team members, but me to treat everyone like you would want your mom treated. So if your mom came in, you know, it, that person, that guest might be your 30th of the day, but for them, it's number one. And, you know, would you give your mom that entree item? How would you want to talk to your mom? Those sorts of things. Um, so it's really about interacting, I think, with people, treating them well. But my, my favorite memory is, um, and I'm, I'm sadly that the name slips my mind, but uh, I used to have trivia here, which I kind of emceed. And there was a couple who came on their first date. It was their first date. They came yeah. here. And uh, apparently they hit it off because then they were back about a year, year and a half later, uh, having their wedding here and their wedding oh, wow. reception. And then about a year after that, they were back with their baby shower. So, yeah, so it's all, although we've only been open, say, five years, you know, those are the kind of things that make you feel that even if from a fiscal perspective, it's not the greatest thing in the world, from that personal side and that those memories that you can create, um, that means more to me, that kind of intrinsic reward rather yeah. than the extrinsic. So yeah, that, that would be it. That's awesome. That, that's, a, that's a great, yeah, it's got to feel really good to see that happening. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, we are getting close to our time. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we end? Uh, let's see. Um, you know, I, I do appreciate all that um, Retail Alliance and other organizations like Downtown Norfolk Council and Open Norfolk now uh, with their efforts to help us as much as possible mm -hmm. get through this and raise awareness. And it, it, it is very much needed. Um, there's a lot of restaurants that aren't skilled in getting their name out there and uh, publicity, unless it's bad publicity. So everything that, that you do and, and the other ones that I mentioned and the city, frankly, uh, by such things as the pop-ups in the streets and things like that are, uh, have probably allowed many restaurants to survive or at least um, you know have that hope of survival mm -hmm. that wouldn't exist otherwise so you know I, I again I being involved in the community to me the community isn't just the, the residents it's also the business community and uh, I, I think Retail Alliance plays a great part in that so thank you for that you're very welcome thank you for being one of our great members <laughs> you're welcome all right. Well, thank you so much, Phil. It was a great talking to you today. Thanks for being on the show and we'll see you around. We will. Go Bills next year. Yes, go uh, Bills. I did see that. I'm sorry for your that, loss. That's, that's okay. You know, I was heartbroken this weekend, but, you know, we... I'm a Rams fan, so I went through it last weekend or two weeks ago. Uh, who, Ravens, you said? Rams. Oh, Rams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Sad. Well, next year. But, well, so there are actually our fans in Los Angeles then. Or, well, I know you're Northern California. Northern, yeah, Northern. I got it from my dad when he was back down in LA growing up and they went to St. Louis. Now they're back. So it's nice. All right. There's a few of us. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, few. All right. Well, thank uh, you so much. Thank all right. you. Talk to you later. Bye, Phil.